what would you say to women who are struggling under the weight of feeling like they're not enough? You're right. Hmm. You're right. Christ is enough. Yeah. Come on. That's it. Yeah. Christ is enough. Whoa. That's the way to end it. Just drop the mic. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're not enough. Try to look like him. Yeah. Jesus. And that's enough. Yeah. It's a good place to start. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the God Known Podcast. We are back for episode two. Here with my beautiful wife, Jody. Hey, everybody. So today's going to be more so focused on her a bit. And today's episode is sponsored by Kleenex. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, there might be some tears. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but today's going to be really awesome. Today we're going to talk about the weight on women. Um, which is why my wife's going to be speaking more so than me. Um, we're just going to really get into some things that she's wrestled through and she's championed. And some things she's still wrestling through in life. Um, but I think it's a very real issue to women and we want to honor the ladies in the body of Christ and we want to help and encourage and edify. That's the whole purpose of God known to be known by God, to know God and to know the days in which we live. So as always, we want to say, Hey, if this encourages you drop a review, drop, you know, something in the comment, whatever, share this with your friends. We'll never ask you guys for donations. So if you ever hear that, it didn't come from us. Without further ado, let's get started. And um, just want to maybe have Jody share a little bit. Um, she shared a little bit in her notes this morning of like her background and some of that stuff. And, and I knew some of it, but then hearing even more of some of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can never do that. So maybe if you want to share a little bit of that um, this morning off the cuff, and then I will get into it. Well, yeah. Um, I, I think weight in general, whether for men or for women, is a thing. Um, some people wrestle with it more than others. Um, and it's such a mental battle, I think, more than a physical battle. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, going through and thinking back to where it started for me, I would say leading into third grade. Um, by the time I was in third grade, I was a heavy set girl. Um, not really big. But bigger, I would say, than most of the other girls in my class. I wore sweatpants because that's what was comfortable. <laughs> and this was before jeans were stretchy. And so I didn't like jeans. And I didn't wear jeans. And I wore sweatpants. And I was picked on a bit in, um, in third grade. And by the time it came to summer break between third and fourth grade, I just chose to take it upon myself to exercise and not eat a whole lot um and so that's what I did I jumped on my mom's little rebounding trampoline for that summer and did her um share there was a, a stepper workout that I did of hers um and Jane Fonda of course mm -hmm. because that's just what I had to choose from and um, so by the time I was going back to school in fourth grade I remember hopping on the bus and the you know, the cute boy in the class, Blake, he uh, basically said, like, what happened to you um, when I got on the bus? So I felt immediately like, gosh, I'm mocked whether I'm thin or thick. Let me ask real quick, too. Just, yeah. just I didn't think about this. Other than so when you were coming out of the third grade that summer when you started doing the trampoline and all the fitness stuff, did you think in that moment, if you can remember back, and did you take it upon yourself, like, I'm going to do this because I want to be healthier or in better shape, or did you do this because I don't want to be picked on? I honestly can't remember yeah. what my heart motivation was. Um, I grew up with this very large medical scale in our teeny tiny bathroom, and mm -hmm. so there was always a... F um, I don't think it was intentional, but it's just the equipment that we had at home, right? right? And so this house with one bathroom that's just like as small as it could be, mm -hmm. you know, we fit this, um, oddly enough, medical scale, <laughs> you laugh at this, um, 
a dirty brown trash can with a crappy TV on top of it. So, like, not only did we have... (laughs) We had a scale and we had a TV in the bathroom. How did we survive our childhood? Yeah, yeah, and it had the bunny ears and everything. But, um... (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean... Thinking back to it, I would say I always saw my mom, you know, wanting to be thin. Mm -hmm. Um, She walked a lot, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, From an early age, she just stopped eating dinner, but she would make us dinner. Mm -hmm. She just wouldn't eat it. And so, um, I don't know. I I think I was just a bit confused on... Mm -hmm on what healthy was and it seemed like thin was healthy and thin was good and so that's what I should be Mm. yeah and that's what I wasn't yeah but I don't think health was necessarily I wasn't thinking healthy I was thinking thin yeah yeah so I think I'll take that moment to sidebar that a little bit um when I met my wife um she was very thin um and she was always running a lot and stuff and uh, whatnot. And, you know, when I got saved, y'all, I, I cut out women, like, completely. I was, nope. I just knew, like, I wasn't supposed to date. I was actually going to a Pentecostal church. And girls were like, hey, you want to go out on a date? Hey, you want to hook you want to hook up for, like, a, a movie or something? I'm like, no, I'm not dating right now. And they're like, why not? I'm like, God told me not to. What do you mean God told you not to? Like, he, he directly told you not? And I'm like, you go to a charismatic church. Like, do you not hear from God? Like, yes, God told me not to. I'm not dating right now. <laughs> um, and I had girls fighting over me one one weekend. We went to, like, a, a thing. They were out on the dock, and two of them, one wasn't living the way she should have been. The other one definitely wasn't. But, like, they both were, like, one was came up to me after another one left and jealous. Like, I just want, I'm like, I'm not dating anybody. But, like, said all that to say, like, when I met Jody, like, it wasn't a thought process for me of like, oh, she's thin. Cool, this will work because I don't want to. It wasn't even about that. Mm-hmm. I love Jody's passion. She had a drive for what she was going after in life. She knew to some degree the things she wanted to pursue. Um, and she definitely had an open heart to know God. Um, and those were the big qualities for me. Mm-hmm. And when we met too, I had been out of college already for a year. And in college, I was really focused on my studies and often just grabbed, like, a Pepsi and a muffin for breakfast, literally. Mm. And so I had gotten up a bit during my college years and then came and lived back home with my parents and started to, you know, track my calories and start running and, and get back into a swing of at least being thinner again. So that's that's when you and I met. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, going back to elementary school, um, fourth grade, yeah, I, I was um, vastly slimmer than I was in third grade. And I remember, it's, it's odd the things that you remember from school, mm-hmm. and it's really not your education. Um, how you remember them <laughs> and what causes you to remember yeah. them too, though. These things were triggered and have been triggered since you've been wrestling with this, though. Uh-huh. And I remember a boy, I'll only say his first name in case he's out there on Facebook, but Matt, who also was a big boy and mm-hmm. was big at the time. I wasn't so big in fifth grade, mm-hmm. but we were, um, like, reading through Pocahontas and he... I was Pocahontas for whatever reason, and he he called me Poco Cow instead, mm-hmm. and I remember just being like so hurt mm-hmm. by that. Yeah, um, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, from then on, going through junior high, middle school, uh, uh, high school, college, postgraduate, getting married, I've had many seasons of being up. And being down and it's just been it's been such a um, all or nothing mindset for me like mm-hmm. being all in and being perfect and then seeing the results that I wanted to see but then ultimately crumbling under those expectations and just giving up um, and then being back to where I started if not worse yeah I think some of that can too like so there's, there's a lot of things I think that we can't over-spiritualize everything. 
I think if we're not careful, we'll over-spiritualize everything. But I've, um, I think I, maybe I shared it in the last episode. I don't know for sure, but I'll probably share this quite often that me and my wife were out for a jog in 2017. Um, when we lived out in Sparta at the time and we were talking about taking every thought captive and different things like that and whatnot. And I had just said, um, and I say this in this season where I am really battling taking thoughts captive in some ways, because we, since we moved to Tennessee and we'll talk in that future, but we have gone through it, y'all. We've gone through it more than we thought we ever would. We were like, we're obeying God and moving to Tennessee. And it was like, we've been blessed. It, oh, yeah. But we have been blessed. Yeah. It has been Job 2.0. But let me tell you something Job got closer to God. And if you have to lose everything to get closer to God, and that is a heartbreak for you, where's your heart? Because I'll tell you what. My heart breaks in the season we've been through because we have four girls and some of the stuff they've had to go through and process through and the questions they've asked, but the fruit that have come from these conversations, the church that we currently go to, we feel like we haven't really um, connected with a lot of people like we want to. And the Lord's told us over and over again, it's good soil, it's good soil. And it was just this last week I was talking with my friend Betsy and it was just really powerful because we were talking about soil and this and that. And I was like, you know, and I'm just like in my head, like, how is this good soil? Because nobody seems like they even care about what's going on with us and stuff like this and that. And then it just hit me with such emphasis. God wants us planted here. I don't believe any of the pastors or people there are bad in any sense. But what's making it good soil? It's that our hearts are being challenged and changed. Mm -hmm. That our lives are drawing closer to Jesus. Even if everybody there, and nobody is, but even if everybody there had all evil intent and malice and they were the most corrupt church on earth and God told us it was good soil, it, it's not the case. But it's good soil if we are changing and we are being transformed. Yeah, and so thinking back to this last year, year and a half, I'd say, um the season for me in terms of where I've been at with my weight. Um, I had, after having Jubilee in 2018, by 2019, um, I had like gained all that pregnancy weight back and I wasn't pregnant. Mm. <laughs> and my mom had heard of something on the radio called Trim Healthy Mama and she asked me to get the book for her on Amazon. I'm like, fine, go ahead. Um, and then so she started reading it, started telling me about it. And it, so I got the book too. Um, and from there on, for a couple of years, really, I was very strong in it. Had managed to lose about 45 pounds in a year. And it wasn't the same as doing the other things that I'd done, like 21-day fix, uh, calorie counting, um, Gosh, I think I even did a special K diet at one point. Well, because you'd cut out even a lot of your workouts, I feel like, with the Trim Healthy Mama. Mm -hmm. It was just eating this whole direction. Yeah. and, um, But it never felt like I was missing out. Like there was, and, and I can discuss it in further another time. That's not necessarily the focus. But I was really strong in that for a long, long time, and I loved it. And I loved that it taught me how to actually be healthy mm -hmm. um, and how to feed my family in a healthy way. Um, that was a real, real blessing. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to Tennessee, and I don't have a functioning kitchen for a while. Uh, we were in the extended stay for three months um, with... I mean, I had a cooktop like this big yeah, with this much counter space and then a fridge yeah. and then like a table behind us this big. Yeah. And Out of the wall that you couldn't move. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so I felt very, um, I just kind of gave up because it's just like, I just need to, I don't know. It, it felt like serious survival mode. With four girls. With four girls. And a dog. <laughs> and a cat. Yeah. Meow. Roof. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... You know, our friend Jacqueline um, had already been diagnosed with breast cancer at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but she was going through it. She was finishing her treatments. Um, and then it was around Thanksgiving that she found out that it had metastasized to her brain. Mm -hmm. At that point, I had already been just kind of tanking in terms of 
taking my health seriously. Um, and then I just like started grieving for her then. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where I will cry. She did die last February. And out of all the losses we've experienced, that was the worst. It was. And, um, yeah, at that point, geez, I was probably gaining about 5, 10 pounds a month. (laughs) And so, um, by October this past year, I was back up to my highest again. And I was listening to the Trip Healthy Mama podcast, and this woman is talking about her food addiction, and I was like munching on like chips and cheese. Oh my lord! <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny, right? right? And I just knew I was like, I have got to get back. I just have to get this under control because it wasn't so much like obviously when you're spiraling like that, the the fruits of the flesh are evident. Yeah. And I mean. I, yeah, I, I gained a bunch of weight, and um, I felt awful. I looked not good. Um, and then with, with that, the self-confidence that just tanks. Mm-hmm. And so then why not just keep eating and drinking and, you know, comforting your flesh yeah. when, you're, when you're going through it? And, and that, so, that took an if I can remember, that took an effect on us, too, because... Um, and, and we're going to go into this a whole other time, so I want to be very clear, men. This is this is going to be something that I'm going to challenge you with as a husband, um, but it's not a focus of, like, lust, any of the other stuff, none of that. My focus is this. I was constantly trying to affirm Jody. I genuinely love her as she is in all of her forms. If you can't do that as a husband, there's wicked desires in your heart that have got to die. Okay? Um society will tell us what our women are supposed to look like. And that's what we're going to get into for you ladies today mm-hmm. that really hopefully will bring some help and healing. And and so I was just trying to help her. But no matter how much I was speaking to her, it just was not, it was hitting a wall. And one day I remember, and this was when we were here, wasn't it? Yeah. It was when we were here, I think last summer. I literally took her Bible one day, y'all. And I like slammed it down on the bed <laughs> because she had, and she'll talk about that more, but like scale after scale and she broke yeah. it. Yeah. Broke it, got rid of it. I'm not, hide the scale on me. Don't hide the scale. Give me another scale. I don't want another scale. And I just told her at one time, I was like, you're not allowed to have any more scales in the house. And I literally, because she. But I did get more. You anyway. did get more. But you wanted to get one. And it was in that moment when you wanted to get one again. I said, you had said, don't let you get one. And I threw the Bible <laughs> on the bed. And I said, Jody, when you can tell me what you're supposed to weigh in the Bible mm-hmm. and how you're supposed to look physically, then you can condemn yourself. But until then, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a profound moment. And um, I've shared that with one or two ladies since. And they've been like, wow, that's God. It, it, it rose up out of my spirit, though. Because my first girlfriend back in the day, and I, I did not live a, a godly lifestyle growing up. My first girlfriend back in the day was not thin by any means. And, and I think, like, I had all different kinds of relationships. And I never once, like, saw the body as, like, of a woman as, okay, this is perfection or this is beauty and this isn't i saw women and i genuinely even when i wasn't saved saw hearts and personalities and i was like oh cool 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 right yeah um so it was hard for me with you because like i wanted to break through and help um but i mean i think that can cause issues in the marriage and so i want to say no matter what men if you're in that situation with your wives and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to speak that, but I haven't spoke that much lately because it's not helping. No, it's probably helping more than you know. Maybe it's not helping every single time, but don't quit. Like, affirm your wife. <laughs> like, don't don't get into that ungodly affirmation where like, you're the most amazing woman ever and it's, it's awesome. And sprinkle Doritos and cheese sprinkles over the top of their head. Don't do that either. But what I'm saying is, like, affirm them. Like... We don't have a condition as men to our wives should line up this way physically. In society, in the culture, and sadly it's creeping into the church, we have a condition of how our women should look. And that's part of the weight on women. Mm -hmm. And ultimately comes down to the way women should look. It should look like Jesus. Yes. And when we focus on ourselves, when I look at myself and 
think, okay, well, this needs to be smaller or, you know, I wish this was bigger or whatever it might be. That's, that's not in the word at all. You know, the Proverbs woman, yes, she strengthens her arm. She's a strong woman. She mm -hmm. works really hard. She does all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but her heart is the Lord's. And when we look like Jesus and we grow in the fruits of the Spirit, like self-control, loving and kindness and patience and virtue, I mean, these things manifest, they end up manifesting in the flesh. Yeah. So... Could, I could not change until genuine conviction hit my heart. And sometimes it's a word spoken that penetrates and finally cuts through the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you might have been make, chip, making little chipping blocks at the wall, but it was, it was conviction that enabled me to change. Yeah. And so from that point on, I already knew how to get back on plan, and I already knew it was a good plan for me. And so... I had, um, I, I chose to get back fully on plan, um, for myself. And this time around, my motivation has completely changed. <laughs> Ultimately, I do believe I will continue to slim down and get back to where I feel most confident in my own skin, but that's not necessarily the point. Like that the, the my daily habits, my consistent habits are my goals. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like I'll suddenly achieve my goal once I'm at my, you know, scientifically happy BMI. Yeah. That's not my goal. My goal is to have self-control. <laughs> my goal is to enjoy my life and to enjoy the food that I make and teach my kids. I mean, gosh, we've got four girls. Yeah. I, I have felt even a burden of getting this right so that I don't mess them up completely. Mm -hmm. and um, But ultimately, the Lord will do a work in them. Having seen me wrestle through these things, um, we have, in, in part of that uh, change over, because I was really, and it sounds weird, but... If you're in this mindset, you're going to understand. Like, I was addicted to the scale. Mm -hmm. I wasn't just addicted to food. I was addicted to the scale and what it was telling me. Mm -hmm. And it would make me feel like a great person or an awful person. Yeah. And my weight can easily vary probably within a few pounds within a, in a week. Just water weight or whatever it might be. And just getting so caught up in the, oh, what's the number saying? Am I good enough today? Yeah, and it's it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, I am at the point now where I'm I'm thankful I don't have the scale in the house. I I can just go about doing good, making my healthy choices, um, and not have like the burden of performance behind it. And it has freed me up to enjoy actually enjoy my life and feel like I can focus on other things. Mm -hmm. It was such a uh a controlling mind thing that I felt like I couldn't function in some normal ways that I really should mm -hmm. or assuming that because I was too big at the time that nobody would take me seriously or that I shouldn't be playing my flute for anybody because who wants to see my big arms? You know, it's these are just lies that that come in though. Oh, right? and it's awful. It's very condemning, and it's you just become paralyzed because you're so stuck on yourself. Yeah, that's 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 the biggest <laughs> part too. I mean, and part of it. So like, hear that out too. And I tell people that all the time when we get into talking about this kind of stuff. Right, you go back to the garden. Man is the word ish. Um, woman is isha. So it comes out of man. But if you think of the word ish in Hebrew, though, right? <laughs> we are self. Ish, we are full. Ish, we are you know, um, vile devil. Ish, whatever you want to say. But the whole point is self is ish man, self man, mm -hmm. right? And, and and fool man. And, and so it it really boils down to inwardly focused. And yet the gospel, the very beginnings, and we talked about that last week. The very beginnings of the gospel is to die to self. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. 
it's important to take those thoughts captive. I mean, and that's where like I really had to break away from that too. Um, and, and without going too much into it, because we are going to have an episode where we're really going to talk about healthy marriages and lust and all that stuff. But without going too much into it, I just I want to say to men like I grew up, um, I didn't like sports. I, I'm still not into sports. Super Bowl's tomorrow. I'm like, okay, great. That's fine. I'm actually, we're going to have friends over. We're going to get into the Bible. It's like, yay. Right. Like, that's Super Bowl to me. Yeah. Um, But I grew up, like, on some of the movies. And so I was big into, like, Denzel Washington and then Angelina Jolie and a lot of these actresses. And um, I idolized them in bad ways. And, and I think that carried into a concept of, man, a woman... And I had to kill that when I got saved, but a woman had to be, like, desiring her husband 24-7. A woman had to be clingy to him. And that is unhealthy, and that is ungodly, and that is a weight that you men, as, as men in Christianity, you will put a weight on women that is not of God. Mm-hmm. Like, me and my wife have talked about this, and, and I've affirmed her in this more, and I feel like I should say this and can say this. There have been times where we just have been together at night just hanging out and she's just like and she's tired and she's just like do you want to like snuggle or whatever or go deeper intimately and I'm like babe it's okay I'm good like you're tired we can go to sleep and she's like are you sure I'm like babe you don't have to fulfill anything for me I love you there was a season where we were newly married and I wasn't always that way Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, and it, it goes both ways. It goes though. both ways. Yeah. It yeah. goes both ways. Ultimately, what's always exposed is the heart. Yeah. The reasons and the desires. It, mm-hmm. It'll always come to the surface one way or another. And so, like, for me, I want to say to you men, don't put unhealthy weight on women that you can justify through the flesh when you know the Spirit of God calls you to die to self. Mm-hmm. I, man, we are to, as, as wives, you are to submit to your husband, period. End of story. Submit to your husband, period. As husbands, you're supposed to submit to your wives and lay down your life for her like Christ did the church. That means you will die for her and there will be agony sometimes in those deaths. But you choose that because you love her and you put her first. Mm-hmm. You know, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 31, 30, mm-hmm. yeah. Strength and honor are her clothing. And, you know, I, th- I think in the church we have such a focus still on the image versus mm-hmm. um, who we're trying to look like. And that's Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I should get ready for the club sometimes going to church just to fit in. And that's, that's not in the word either. No. No. Um, you know, I, modesty and virtue, there are some serious attributes that I think in the Christian culture we should focus on much more than the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And and again, it goes back to the heart, to the heart, to the heart. Does a woman know that she is loved completely? Mm-hmm. You know, if she is she strength, sorry, clothing herself with strength and honor. Out of honor for myself, I'm not exposing myself in ways that I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and but at the same time. In seasons where I've been bigger and uncomfortable, I've like overclothed myself just to yeah. like hide myself, and that's not in the word either. No. It, no. We're, we are to be lovely. Yeah. And humility. Okay. There's like vanity and humility, and these are, this is a big topic. Yeah. It's a big topic. Very big. Um, so in vanity, I want to look awesome. I really want to look beautiful, slim, got my body just right, right? Yeah. But then in Come humility on. and in different circles, it's like, okay, we don't do any of, we don't um, tend our temple. Yeah. And so we let our mustaches grow. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we let everything grow and... And that's not godly either. Yeah. And so a heart that really loves the Lord and wants to honor her husband, yeah, it's, I mean, we're pursuing health. And I think that's the big thing. Mm-hmm. I know that when I am pursuing health, my thought life is better. Yeah. My mood is better. My response to situations and stress is better. 
And so I can get all the covering and prayer that I want, but if I'm constantly drinking and eating sugar, I'm sorry, that's not getting cast out with a prayer. Yeah, <laughs> there's no. I have a there. chemical problem. Yeah, that is making me a way that I ought not be. Yeah, it will get into that another topic too. But I am very. I have had ministers over the years try to get me into this understanding of mindset. And I want to be very clear and just give a word moment to talk to you, and we can talk about this later on. Y'all can email the emails on there on uh, our stuff. But um, I am not a. Christians need spiritual deliverance from demons. I, I don't play with that garbage. There's no spirit of Jezebel in Revelation. There's no spirit of Leviathan in the book of Job. That is garbage. It's straight from the pit of hell. The first thing the enemy wants is to have preeminence in your life and to be the focus. Christ is the center. And so there are people, I believe, who have given their lives to Jesus who have never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Period. Absolutely. So I believe they can definitely be taken over by demonic oppression and possession or whatever you want to call it. And that stuff needs to be um, removed. But if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, you are sealed with the promise. I have not opened this water bottle yet. It's sealed. Water can't come out. Nothing can get in. Mm -hmm. And so we have been sealed with a promise. And so the enemy knows that. And now in this season, we talk so much about deliverance from demons. And you need to get delivered of spirit of anxiety, spirit of suicide, spirit of this and spirit. No, your mindsets need to change. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus looked at Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan. Peter, for your mind is full of the ways of man. He didn't cast a demon out. He was like, your whole mindset is of the devil. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, and in this past season, I have had a a change. Again, just going back to like my habits being my goals. Um instead of just doing a lot of cardio or trying to shred um quickly, I've been focusing on strength training. Mm -hmm. Um and that has been such a spiritual journey for me in ways that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Um Learning to carry weight, to bear weight, mm. has caused me to tremble at times. And in those moments, I have reflected and realized, like, the stuff that we have walked through in my spirit, I have trembled. Mm -hmm. Oh, my Lord, I have trembled and I have wept. Yeah. But I can carry things now that I couldn't before. And the, the weight that I can now lift is weight that I once carried mm -hmm. and was a burden. Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. You know, and actually that's a good point. If you don't mind, I'm gonna take a second to share. Mm -hmm. So I was praying about like, what scripture do I want to bring to this? And I had a whole lot of thoughts and process, but I have this one scripture. I love, I love first and second Peter. I love Peter. I love Mm -hmm. A lot of the New Testament um, letters to the churches. I love Ephesians where it talks about women should be quiet in church. Because that is literally speaking of Ephesus. And I love how people twist that out of context and say there shouldn't be women uh, pastors and leaders. We have a woman pastor in our church and I love it. Um, she brings the word of God with such power and anointing. And, mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful for that. Um, so we have to be careful we don't take things out of context. Because that's very dangerous. We have to remember that Paul was speaking to a certain church when he was writing some things. And then he was speaking to all of us. What was he saying to all of us? And what was he saying to that church? And, and that's a whole other thing. We got like little sidebars we're hitting. But like <laughs> Paul was talking to the women in Ephesus in a place and a time where women were considered God because they had reproduction fertility. And that's where Ishtar comes out of and all that stuff surrounding the egg and immoral immortality and all that garbage. And so he's like, I would not permit a woman to teach. Like y'all already thought you were gods. Now the Holy Spirit's coming to live in you. Shh. And we take that and we just go, women should be quiet in church. Like, no, women, raise your voice. We need you. I am a man of God saying, I'm teaching and I'll give an account. We need your voice for the body of Christ today. So, but with that, um, uh, 1 Peter 3, verse 3, do not let your adornment be merely outward. It's not saying don't let it be outward. It's saying right. not let it be only outward. So we got to be careful with that because I could go, don't let it be an outward appearance. See, you shouldn't look nice. No, it's not saying that, but don't let it just be merely outward. Mm -hmm. But let it be um, 
first arranging of the hair, wearing of gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Not a gentle and quiet voice, not don't be heard, mm. like don't be seen and not heard, but a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. I heard something, because I never understood that last part. And then I heard in a different podcast. And now she calls me Lord. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Daniel. Yes. Know, what is it, my lovely? Let me finish. Sorry. That you're not, whose daughters you are, if you're not afraid of scary things. Mm. You're not afraid with any terror. Mm. And we have walked through stuff that's straight up scary. And mm. I would say I'm less scared. <laughs> now, I haven't quite arrived at having zero fear. But um, when you go through things... It just creates a resilience in your heart and just a steadfastness of knowing that the Lord is faithful. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. It's really good. There was something earlier we were talking about, and I was thinking about it a little bit ago, too. I said something. I have these moments where I say certain things, and then we were like, but one thing, we were like, that is good, and I forgot and about it. We forgot it already. We forgot it already, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to write it down. Um, but When you read that scripture, is it First or Second Peter? It's First Peter. First Peter. Yeah. I always think, Lord, I want to be precious, precious over pretty, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cause like, you know, we could, we could go overboard with that to where we get into a vindictive or condemning style. When we walk into the church of like any woman that wears something nice is just mm -hmm. totally vain. And that's not the case at all. But mm -hmm. for very many, that is possibly the case. Um, but like. I know personally for me, I don't really care. Like I just, that stuff doesn't get me anymore. That desires died for me. So I see women in the church and I don't care how, how they dress. Like it just, you're not catching my eye. Now don't get me wrong. Like I see women in the church and my wife, like I told her that we were newly married. I think we talked about some of that and you, you were taken back at first by that. I'd be like, Oh, she's beautiful. And she's beautiful. And you'd be like, why are you saying that? Cause she is beautiful. Do you want me to lie to you and say she's ugly? Like, but I don't want you to say anything at all. Hold on. But so with that though, with that, there's a difference between an outward appearance of beauty that I see at a face value, like acknowledging there is beauty in women and the beauty that my wife carries that is outward for me. Like she, she gets me in ways that other women couldn't, even if they wanted to in attraction. And then there's also an inward beauty intimately that I know my wife that I know no other woman, nor do I ever want to in that way. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just more so the focus on, like, I don't know why we even have to discuss other people's beauty, but yeah. beauty is all around us, and, you know, I think women even have this weird mentality of, like, I need to be the most pretty, or the, the slimmest, or I need to, it's, it's catty, and it's not godly. No, it's not. <laughs> and, and so that was my intent, too, even in that, for, for early on with Jody, like, to, mm -hmm. to break down that wall, because right often we can, we can say, like, you know, I mean, how many of you guys say this? Come on, come on. I have the most amazing wife ever, and my children are the most amazing children in the world. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So mine suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for real, though. So, like, so like you don't have to say it, but, like, I, I want to. I'm going to be honest with y'all, and, and, and y'all can judge this however you want. I want to poke everything in the flesh out of my wife because I love her, and I want to do it in love. I want to do it in love. I want to poke everything out of my wife in the flesh so she can walk close to God because I love my wife and I want to see her walk as close as she can to Jesus. That is my love towards my wife is that I would serve her, I would love her, and I would desire more than anything that she's closer to Jesus than she would ever be to me. Um, and I think the unspoken word sometimes is you look around you and you see all these other people and you're like, they're so beautiful and then you think you're so ugly. What's coming to mind right now that I need to say is this. God says to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. I'm remembering when we had a home group and we had people over, remember? 
And I remember one time now, there was a girl that I had there that I knew. Like, I just knew something was not okay. And I brought a mirror out. And I did it for her, and I did it for my wife, and I did it for some other girls too. And I had them look in front of the mirror and tell me what you see. And remember, it was not, I'm beautiful. Not, I feel mm-hmm. lovely. Right. And, and and so, you can look in the mirror at yourself and go, ugh. And then you can look in the mirror, and I'm just going to say it, at Taylor Swift and go, she's so amazing. And, and like... What gets us to say that? I can't love my neighbor as myself if I don't love myself. Because I'm going to put them on the level that I put myself at. And if I put them above that, it's actually idolatry, not love. Yeah. I mean, I so on the same token, like, I can look at somebody else who isn't in, you know, peak physical condition. And to be honest, probably 90% of us are not, like, you know, ready <laughs> For the runway, like... (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But I don't... I genuinely, like... Unless somebody is grossly, grossly obese... Yeah. Do I ever have any kind of, like... Ugh, that person must just be a fat slob and... You know, like, I don't have those kind of condemning thoughts about anybody but myself... Yeah. And um, I'm sure that nobody sees me and thinks, oh, you fat cow. Yeah. But when I look into the mirror and see, like, if my arms are hanging down a little bit, I I hear condemning things. Yeah. And um, learning to love yourself as you would love a neighbor. Like, I would never say that to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do I accept that lingo in my own head? Yeah. And, um, on, but on the same thing, it's like, okay, but am I making healthy choices because I hate myself and I hate the way that I look. And so I have to do this so I can be accepted. That's one form of self-hatred. It it really is. Mm -hmm. But so is, okay, since it's not helping anyway, why not just eat all the junk, drink all the things and yeah. just ruin my body like mm-hmm. that also yeah is is self-hatred yep. and so if i love myself i will tend to my temple right i will take care of it it's the indwelling of the holy spirit mm-hmm. and i mean we are the lords we're to be living sacrifices mm-hmm. so um and, and it's about him he's the most beautiful not me Amen. As you're saying that, Jody, this comes to mind like mm-hmm. the Lord's just speaking this to my heart. Isaiah 11, 3 um, talks about the spirits uh, in Isaiah 11, 2, the spirit of, you know, the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, counsel, knowledge, the spirit of this, this, and that. If y'all don't know, there's seven lampstands of the spirits of God in Revelation. So there's actually seven spirits that are called out in Isaiah. So that's what the lampstands represent. Um, the last one is he will delight in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor decide by the hearing of his ears. That's powerful. But with righteousness, he shall judge the poor and decide the equality of the meek of the earth. And that's really big for me because like, I'm like, I want my life to be something to where when I see people, I see with the eyes of Jesus. Like Brandon, whatever, I can't think of his last name now. Not Brandon Lake was the older one, but like Brandon Heath or something like that. He had that, give me eyes to see, you know, the way you see and whatnot. And that's been a prayer of mine for a long time. And so when I see women that are like overweight or very thin, I don't judge at all. And, and I would encourage you not to judge at all. Well, yeah, Daniel, but, you know, people that are obese, man, they, yes, but you never know a situation. I have encountered women before that I've talked to and just prayed over and loved on that they are overweight and they share their agonizing stories of since they've been a kid, they've tried everything and it's like they eat just a little bit and they just gain weight and it, and just the weeping and the brokenness of like, I just want to be healthy and pleasing to God and the I've been able to say, no, you are pleasing to God. Mm. It's the heart. He doesn't judge by what he sees. Mm -hmm. And so we might see that person and go, oh, and go think, man, y'all wouldn't know it, but I am 6'7". I weigh 180 pounds. I have gone on too long fasts over the period of my walk. I go on fasts quite often, but I've gone on too long fasts. And during those fasts, when I've come off of those fasts, um... I've come back and slowly started to eat fruit and then back into it. And when I would, I would actually put on 20 to 30 pounds. My wife could attest to this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yay! Woo! 
Well, it slowed your metabolism down. It did, a lot. when you ate again, it... Yeah. And then, back to 180. And so, <laughs> since I've been about 15 years old, I've weighed about 180 pounds. And I can literally sit down, right now, after I had a good breakfast this morning, and I can eat a 16-ounce steak, and then I could probably eat half of a large pizza tonight by myself, or whatever. Because you might go, well, you know, you need this, and you... I could eat that. There was a season where I did... Uh, milkshakes in the morning with the something in it. The and, carnation, uh, yeah. The carnation milkshakes mm-hmm. with like three scoops of ice cream. And then I was doing eggs. I was doing what? Peanut butter, um, celery peanut butter. I was doing heavy pasta lunches. I was doing, I mean, meats for dinner. I was going overboard with nuts all the time. And I did this for like a month and a half. And I didn't get anywhere. I was eating five, like, eggs for lunch. It was crazy. I was doing everything in that season. So, I've never been a guy that's gone to the beach. I don't know why I'm going into this, but I feel like I should. I've no, never been a guy. It goes the other way, too, right? I've never been a guy that's gone to the beach and ever taken off my shirt because I'm so thin. People always would call me string bean and stuff. So, I see all these men at church and in general in public. Man, they're, and they're oh, yeah, I work out. and I don't ever really work out. But I am strong physically because I do a lot of stuff. It's true. And um, and so for me, like, I just one day had to let that go. Like, I just, I want to put on the weight. I'm not going to pray over myself constantly and, like, focus on my flesh and be like, God, I want to, I don't want to have a, I don't want to be a muscular. I don't care how I look as long as I'm pleasing to my wife. If my wife were ever, and she wasn't, but if she ever were like, you know, babe, I really love it if you put on a little weight, I would actually genuinely try to find ways to put on more weight. Because I want to look pleasing to her. And it's not out of a burden. And that's where, like, I want to get with this for the man's side. Like, I've always tried to do my best to affirm my wife in the process of whatever she desires. Because if I don't, then it's like, Jody, I just wish she were thinner. Jody, I just wish she would. I want her to desire to do that. And it to come from the conviction of the Lord for a blessing to me versus me feeling like I need to lord this over her because this is how she should be according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's religious and that's death. And then I'm literally putting the law on her heart and it's going to ruin her. Absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. I mean, bitter roots create bitter fruit. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really has to come from personal conviction. And when you're in a close personal relationship with somebody, you can speak to them, but until they are actually convicted. Yeah. Um, if they change their behavior, it will be likely from bitter roots. Yeah. And so you might have some fruit, but it's it's really not going to be great. I can't tell you how many times, y'all, that we've had this happen to where... And God's really done a work on my heart with that because like, I mean, for 17 years now, I've really just helped people, ministered to people, done counseling and all this stuff. And and I've never really seen any influence in the church for me, but I've always outside the gates of the church and the world and the secular workplace, everything I've been in. And, um, one thing that I find funny is like some people, man, I really just able to help them and bring such growth to the life and fruit. And I've actually seen some people that I've helped. And, and I would say this, I'm actually going to use this as an example. I'm not name dropping, I'm just saying. Like, I remember Nathan Firestein when he was 17, NF. He was at our youth group, and we had a personal conversation. And between me and him, y'all, like, man, he was struggling with the thoughts of college or pursuing his music career. And I said, dude, music career, 100%. This is God. Don't care about honoring your mom. It's not a dishonor to pursue what God has given you. I wasn't, And I don't know if that mattered to him. Right? I just know I cared about him. Then I heard about him blowing up and I'm like, praise God, you know? And I've never once been like, man, like he owes me. But I've had people on the other spectrum of that where I've shared things 15 times over with them of truth and I did it in love. Mm-hmm. And it was like talking to a brick wall. And then one day they come up to me rejoicing, oh my gosh, and the Lord just spoke to me and it's, and I'm so thankful. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have heard this sooner. And I'm like, But there was a humility and a growth that came in me for the process of, do I want them to receive the truth and to grow? Or do I want to be known as the one who did it? Which is more important? Because that'll expose the heart too. Yeah. I mean, so the truth needs to be spoken in love. But the truth won't be received until it's in love. Yeah. Too. So, um, and if a person isn't ready to receive, then they're not ready to receive. And you can't force that to happen. Yep. I wrote that down actually the other day because a guy that I was talking to who follows me on Instagram actually told me I should write that down. I was like, eh, I don't really write this stuff down. I just let Holy Spirit bring it to me when he brings it to me. I'm not looking to like make a t-shirt out of it. But I literally was talking to him the other day and I said, 
if I'm preaching the truth and it's not preceding the fruits of the Holy Spirit, it's actually just dead bread. See, I can get up on a platform and I can preach the gospel, but if the fruit of the Spirit is not evident in my life and, in, and the truth of the gospel is not coming from the fruit of the Spirit, it will not carry the power and the weight that it needs to quite often. God can move in spite of me, but quite often it will not carry the weight and power it needs to with the authority. Jesus spoke with authority because he had character, because he had love and kindness and joy and meekness and long-suffering. Meekness is very important, people. Humility. We, we so lack it in the body of Christ today. And, and we, we, we look at some people and we put them up here and some people down here. But like, if the truth that we are possessing is not preceded by fruits of the Spirit, it will not carry life to people. And now more than ever, people need life. Women, I would say to you, do not let men, society, or even the church culture tell you what to do. If you want to half-tuck your shirt, half tuck your shirt but don't do it because you saw it i years ago we were at that conference and two artists i'm not going to say their names but two big christian artists were there and they were leading worship i mean they had become big so they were there for worship and whatnot and uh they had the, the whole carhartt hats on and all the girls for a year or two were wearing carhartt hats and and snow hats and i had not seen girls do that in years why were they doing it not because they wanted to it was out of compulsion because this was what was trending in the church and it's not a bad thing but i think those girls were probably doing it to be like hey we're gonna do something different and everybody's like cool we'll do that no, too no i'll be different too i'll be different too <laughs> yeah yeah i mean some of that stuff it's it's not really such a big deal but ultimately we're not to be patterned after the world and that's what we have to watch out for it's like the the women in the church are still looking at the world and how they should look and really it's that's not the mirror that it's it's not the right mirror no no not at all we as women have put a lot of pressures or we accept a lot of pressures from the world to look a certain way and be a certain way mm -hmm. And to achieve certain things and be independent, but also be sexy and also be this. And there are so many demands on a woman. I mean, you read the, if you read Proverbs 31, there's a lot of demands on that woman too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the woman is to be the helpmate to her husband. That is, that is a lot. There's a lot of just mental pressure and, and checklists and things that you can't even like document that a woman's function in the home and in the family is. Yeah. And if we're compounding that alongside, I now I have to look like this and I have to make sure that, okay, now in order to be good, I have to be a hundred percent organic and make my own this and put on the right deodorant and all these things, we just set ourselves in patterns of fear and worry mm -hmm. to where that's not spirit-led. No. I will say this, though. And to each their own, everybody needs to do what the Lord demands of them to do mm -hmm. or calls them to do. Um, this hopefully speaks truth to somebody. So, like I mentioned, my friend died of breast cancer 10 years ago my mom had breast cancer my aunts had breast cancer my grandma died of ovarian cancer um my other grandma had lung cancer before she died mm -hmm. so cancer is a big word right yeah and with that comes a lot of fear and so kind of this like sub thought in my brain is like something that i need to do is just do everything that i can to not get cancer mm-hmm and so even fixating things on things like deodorant i have spent so much money and time and research trying to figure out what stinking deodorant to wear and smelling awful it, it just didn't work for me and one day <laughs> it was opening up her bathroom cabinet and i heard the holy spirit and he just said to me deodorant will only kill you if you let it <laughs> and i just laughed Oh my gosh, doesn't it sound ridiculous? Death by deodorant. Yeah. Yep. But we can make such um, a monument out of something that really doesn't matter. Yep. Ultimately, if the Holy Spirit says, hey, you should wear this, do it. Yeah. 
by all means. But I'm like, oh, praise God, I can wear deodorant. I smell good. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus, thank you. I can yeah. do this and I am free to wear yeah. deodorant. And it's yeah. been strangely liberating. Well, I mean, you know, I've been saved four <laughs> years, uh, three years before I met you. And, you know, up until the time we got married, I never really understood at all anything about cholesterol and calories and mm. and any of that stuff. Like, <laughs> no offense to my wife, I'm not shaming her in this moment, but, like, I didn't, like, I didn't know how many calories were in a burger ever or in pop or sodium or cholesterol or any of that stuff. And so, like, getting married, like, I bring stuff to the table, she brings stuff mm. to the table. I had a lot of anger that I had to press through mm. from my dad just mm. from the... Tr- I wouldn't say the trauma. I almost said trauma because people have spoken it to me so much. Like, you have trauma, you have trauma. No. It's a, tr- it's a trigger word. It's a trigger word, but it's not trauma. But it's it's just definitely resting through and, and, and overcoming and the victory that I have from that. But it's it's definitely the, the stuff that I went through. But um, but I was like, what's what's cholesterol? What's what, is, what are calories? Well, what does that mean? Like, what? You know, I just really, because I never understood that. And I think that sometimes like don't get me wrong if you count calories and count calories but but like what does the word of god say i can't remember exactly how it says it but like it talks about eating your bread with simplicity mm-hmm. and being thankful to the lord just like simply thankful god i think this is nourishing and healthy it's not going to harm me and so often i think we've gotten into the place don't get me wrong like there's fresh bed in other countries for reasons because they cook it fresh and with few ingredients and over here there's so much toxic stuff in it but if you had nothing but toxic food to eat and toxic water to drink and that was your only option would you pray over it and say, God, I thank you, this is blessed, or would you be fearful and just starve and die? Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. some places, that's the case. Like, they have to. Mm-hmm. They have no option. Um, and, you know, just to be transparent, too, just recently we've um, started going to uh, a pantry mm-hmm. because we can. And that has relieved some of the bur- some of the financial burdens that we have uh, faced in the last year or so. Uh, to where I'm just overwhelmed by how much I can take and fill our pantry with. Now, are these ingredients that I would choose at the grocery store? Not really. Yeah. But at the same time, I receive it as a blessing, and I feel so blessed to have it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ultimately, if I feed something and somebody gets sick, okay, we won't grab that again. Yeah. But um, having having faith and having faith, thankfulness for what you do have i think relieves your body a lot of the stress or the cortisol and some of those other negative things that come into play so yes we make as healthy choices as we can but then we just have faith that god is taking care of us and Mm -hmm. he knows what we need Mm -hmm. before we even ask for it so why are we worrying about what are we eating and drinking and wearing come on why are we worrying about it and having the weight put on us. Yeah, so it's 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 a it's um like a mental burden that we're not meant to carry. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to... to be thankful for what we have. Yeah, taking every thought captive. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we want more than anything in this podcast is we want y'all to know that you are loved by God and to know Him. And if you know Him, you'll walk in truth and you'll walk in freedom. God, whom the sun sets free, is free indeed. Mm-hmm. Jody, I think in closing on this, um. How can ladies reach out to you if they wanted to contact you and, and, you know, ask some questions and get some more in-depth understanding or some help and encouragement? I would say reaching out to me on Instagram Mm -hmm. might be the best. To be honest, I really am not on socials all that much. Um, But Dan is teaching me some things. Yeah. So my tag is Jody Dyer with an underscore at the end. Yes. Just Jody Dyer. Um, you can message me there or I am on Facebook if you want to add me, Jody mm-hmm. Dyer there. Um, I am an open book. I yeah. love one-on-one conversations. Um, I find there's a lot of fruit to be had in iron, sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I have found a lot of transformation and just a lot of, um, the ability to change. Uh, we all need to be honest with each other. Yeah. Amen. And there's freedom that comes from it. I would say as a last plug, I think I can say this. J-O-D-I-L-Y-N-N-D-Y-E-R at gmail.com. So, and mine is Daniel Todd Dyer. We use our names as our emails. So, yeah. Well, I think uh, we're going to wrap this up. Is there, what would you say to women 
who are struggling under the weight of feeling like they're not enough. You're right. Hmm. You're right. Christ is enough. Yeah. Come on. That's it. Yeah. Christ is enough. Whoa. That's the way to end it. Just drop the mic. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're not enough. Try to look like him. Yeah. Jesus. And that's enough. Yeah. It's a good place to start. Yeah. We hope this has blessed you. We love y'all. Uh, we look forward to more and more coming out, just really encouraging the body. If if we encouraged five people today, that that's all that matters is that we edify the body we love on people mm-hmm. and that the kingdom advances because the kingdom is not going to have an end. God is good and he's growing. And, and we, it's not about you. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Not at all. We love you. We bless you. And until next time...